Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from founder of The Truly Co., host of The Truly Co. podcast, publisher of Truly Magazine, wife and mother of two, Lindsay May, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this episode, you will hear Lindsay share her heart for the creative process and helping others flourish in their giftings. Lindsay will also give helpful advice for managing different seasons and priorities to have a win. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Lindsay May, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the invitation. It is a joy and honor to chat with you and be part of this podcast. It's so fun whenever I get to do these podcasts with just anybody, but then especially when it's someone where I'm like a friend, like you are a friend and it's just great to actually be able to catch up. And then I'm really excited about our topic today because I feel that this is something that women will just really relate to, but then I'm ready to learn a lot about it too. (laughs) It's like, what questions could I ask Lindsay and just get all of her wisdom today? (laughs) Well, I will offer what I have, but (laughs) I'm I'm really excited too. I, I love this. Love it. Love it. Well, um, for those of us who maybe don't know you as well, would you mind just introducing yourself? And I know you've been on the BTG team for a little bit here. And do you want to just share how you got connected and what your role with BTG is? Absolutely. So I'm Lindsay May and I am local to the Twin Cities area. I live in Lakeville. I um, I have two elementary age children now. So Sam, my youngest, just went to kindergarten and my oldest is in third grade. I got two dogs and I'm the publisher of Truly Magazine, founder of the Truly Co. and the Truly Co. podcast. So Bridging the Gap has been one of those amazing organizations that has been woven into my life for a long time now. And I first got connected to Bridging the Gap, um, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, but it was before I was married and I've been married for 13 years now. So a very long time. I actually got connected because... I wanted, I was curious about the women's ministries opportunities at the church that I was attending at the time. And the women's director, you know, I met with her and was talking with her about some of my interests. And she goes, you know who you should meet, you know, who you should get connected with Carol Lund. And (laughs) I'm sure listeners, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that's a familiar name, Carol Lund. She was the director at the time. So I had the opportunity to meet with Carol and she just was somebody who was so, um, she seemed so interested in me and in my life. And I was in college at the time, I believe, like, I'm pretty sure I was in college at the time and ending my college career-ish and ish, I say, cause I don't remember exactly the <laughs> years. So we're just going to generalize there. Um, And she was just somebody who poured into my life. I was really interested in social media technology at the time. And so in that season of Bridging the Gap, they were building their first website. So Mm -hmm. mnbtg.org like hadn't existed before. So when I first came on, it was when we were talking about that and blogging was kind of the thing back then. And so what can we do? So I was brought in to help plan uh, and help organize some of that content and bring that to life. So that was a long, long time ago, McKelty. So mm-hmm. 
Um, throughout my time, I have woven in and out in different capacities, uh, got married, had kids, went to grad school, and I've offered what I have, ha- what I have <laughs> through in different, different avenues throughout that time. So right now, one of my roles is, well, my main role, I serve as an advisor um, and I'd maybe say creative director a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of the photo shoots for promo things for the Thrive Conference specifically. I help speak into some creative vision uh, and direction. Really passionate about the sisterhood leadership area in particular. I used to help really serve in that area. I have my master's degree in organizational leadership. And so I think that that was kind of my in Mm -hmm. a little bit when thinking about some of that. Uh, And and just really loving the vision of wanting to empower women and equip them so that they can lead and serve in all the avenues that God has lined up for them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you truly, you are a creative person. Like, I feel like everything you touch is just absolutely gorgeous and creative and it's a huge, huge plus for this team to have you and your photography skills and all of those, all of the things that you add to this team. So, but one of the biggest pieces, and you talked about this of your life is truly, you know, you are the founder of this amazing magazine, but it's even more than just a magazine. What I appreciate about truly is there's so many different outlets outlets and how you guys present your material through podcast, through blog, Instagram, and magazine. And I'm just wondering if you could just share a little bit more about what truly is and the heart behind it. You know, what made you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. So you just asked a really loaded question. So listeners, (laughs) oh man. Okay. So this, the truly co founding the truly co has, is, I would describe it as Oh man, for the longest time before I knew what it was actually going to be like this unknown, I use the phrase like burden or like inspired burden of something that I just felt within my spirit for so long and didn't necessarily know what it was going to translate out to be. So uh, right now, as it is the Truly Co, we have um, a print magazine. Yes, print, not digital. We have print, Mm -hmm. which I'm super, super proud of. Um, We have a podcast and we have encouraging content on, on our Instagram right now. Those are kind of like the three main hubs and I get a Facebook community as well. So my heart behind truly is that it, it kind of serves two purposes. One, our print magazine is beautiful. I want, I want to reclaim um, creative excellence in every format that we can as believers, as people who are inspired and have the Holy Spirit within us, I want to flow in that and operate and work in excellence and just Mm -hmm. showcase beauty and truth, the truth of God's word, the truth about what God says about us in everything. And so our print magazines, we do two print issues a year and Man, I the thing that I love the most about that is the content is not just written by women in house. We invite women to be part of this. And so we do content calls, which in my heart is one of my favorite things that we get to do. So we invite all kinds of um, Christian women who want to write, potentially share their stories. We invite them onto these content calls, speak life into them, encourage them to use their voice and their gifts and creative abilities and how God has wired them to steward your story. 
And then we, we select some of these to go into our twice a year magazines that are centered around different themes. And the whole point is that we design them to be long lasting resources. It's, we, it's kind of like, it's not like a traditional magazine in a sense, McKelty. One term that we use sometimes that it kind of fits is like a bookazine because they're more like it's stuff that you you don't just there's just not seasonal you know it's not like stuff oh here's the christmas edition it's content mm. that is going to refresh your soul it's going to look amazing on your coffee table mm-hmm. and it's stuff that it, it, we build a community around it right with all the women who are who have contributed through writing and photography artwork we do custom art for every article as well that we put in there and so it's become this beautiful community that we want to champion one another um when this whole concept first came to me i didn't know the outlet like i'd mentioned before what it was going to turn into uh, I used to be a full-time, mostly full-time photographer. I did weddings, senior portraits, whatever. I had this beautiful studio and God began to stir something in my heart um, to do that. It just felt something beyond like what I was doing, something beyond that I could do on my own. And actually, I don't, I don't share this part much, but the phrase that God spoke to me in that season, it was just a season of intense dreaming and pursuing the Lord and just asking, I just felt this stirring, like, what is this God? What do you want me to do? Am I offering my gifts and abilities in the, in the way that you want me to? Mm-hmm. And he began to give me this phrase, like wild hearts or like hearts, mm. like connect with all the other wild-hearted women, the people who are passionate about God and want to share his truth. And it just, and find platform is another phrase that kept coming to me when I was just hearing from the Lord and just asking God, give, show me, what do I do? Lord, show me, what do you want me to do with this? Cause I don't know. And listeners, if you've ever struggled with things like that too, or like, God, I feel like there's this thing on my heart, but I don't know what it looks like. I've been there. I was in, that was a long season for me of just the wondering and the waiting and the pressing in and just, and so finally I was like, okay, well, God, you're going to have to show me. And so little by little in that pursuing and that pressing in, it's like God began to highlight to me the community that was around me of women and to seeing their gifts. And Mm -hmm. it's like, God laid out this, um, I would almost say like, Hey, Lindsay, do you see her? She's a, she's a great designer. Lindsay, do you see her? She's a great writer. She has a story to tell. She's looking for opportunities, but doesn't know how. And it's like, God began to highlight these different women in my life. And he's like, you know what? You know how to put things together. You know how to build teams. You're creative with, it was like, God was downloading these things into my heart. And so out of that, we created this magazine because it was a culmination of all of our gifts and abilities of what we could, how we could work together in a unique way. It wasn't, not everybody can um, or wants to, I'll even say, get up on a stage and hold a microphone and do public speaking. And I think sometimes in our heads, when we think of what does ministry look like, it's easy to get that image stuck in our minds of, oh, ministry, you have to be a pastor or you have to, you know, teach a Bible study or do something. That's not the truth. It doesn't have to be like that. We are called to serve and to minister wherever we're at using whatever we have. It doesn't always look the same. And so this has become a passion of mine to use my gifts and abilities and encourage others to do the same in 
uh, maybe non-traditional ways. And so this magazine, that that's the backstory of kind of how this came to be. Um, and so we've been doing that for, gosh, our first issue came out in February of 2020. We actually launched it or introduced it at the Sisterhood Leadership Retreat. Mm. Uh, and then we've done two every every year since then. So our next one, gosh, is this our sixth one is coming out in October. And then we are planning for our spring release already. So coming up with themes and selecting articles and planning creative material. And it's just so much fun, McKelty. It, I mean, it sounds like it's so much fun and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, people don't even see when they're looking at just this gorgeous, you know, magazine and it does look fantastic on coffee tables. I will tell you, that's where mine are. Thank <laughs> and you. I really, as a consumer of it and just following along, I really appreciate just the work that you guys do to be so inclusive of all of these different women who are from all over, honestly, the country and even some of the world and that are a part of this and sharing their voices. And for you and your team, what is the beauty and value of having so many voices and contributors to Truly Co.? Oh, my Kelty, that's a great question. The thing that I love the most is because I feel I feel like it's a small reflection of what heaven might be like someday. Mm. Um, and getting to connect with our sisters in Christ all over, all over the country. We've had uh women attend our calls from all over the world. We've had women attend uh, who are currently living in South Korea. We've had uh, South Africa, Canada. We're, I'm in, we're in Minnesota, right? So it's mm-hmm. so much bigger than just my little like self here in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's so <laughs> much bigger than that. And it's beautiful because through the stories that these women share and connect, and even if they don't end up writing for truly or getting selected or even turning submitting stuff for consideration, their very presence is a gift to us. And just being part of the content calls and in our Facebook community, being able to hear different perspectives and different stories and learn um, for what's going on from women who love the Lord and are serving him in their context, in their culture, even it just brings so much beauty and it opens up my mind to just be in awe of how cool and good our God is mm. to be able to connect us and to learn from one another. It's just, there's so much beauty in that McKelty. Yeah. And everybody has a unique voice. You know, you said that everybody has a story to share and it's just one of those things where you open up this magazine and you get to feel those stories, not even just read them, but just feel them and experience them. And it's truly phenomenal. And you alluded to this a little bit at the beginning of, yes, this is a print magazine. You know, it's not digital, it's print. And I just would love to hear your journey with what I assume would be battling insecurities and maybe doubts as we are living in a predominantly digital media age and what that looked like for you to be like, you know, this is what I feel on my heart. And it goes deeper for Christians because as Christians, we have this level of obedience to what God is calling us to do. It's just deeper than I have a dream. You know, it's, it's that calling inside of us. And so I just would love to hear your journey of navigating some of those, what again, I assume are worries or doubts or insecurities and 
continuing to walk in faith and obedience to what God has for you. Absolutely. And I feel like this is a place to just be real and raw with all of that. So I, I will absolutely share. Um, I battled a lot of insecurity when this was a first thing that I really felt like after I had that idea, I was like, oh, is that just me? Was that just me? God, is it you? No, that's just me. But the thing is, McKelty, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. I tried to rationalize away every reason why I should not take a step of faith to do this. And that what we see today began as a tiny seed in like a, I'll say like in an incubation phase at the as a project at the church that I was attending at the time. And what I have learned is that God gives you, he's given me anyways, only little bits of the vision at a time. And it's like, you take one little step and then you see what's next. And I, I knew that God had to, looking back, I know that God did that probably intentionally because if I could see the full scope of the work that's involved now, (laughs) to be totally honest, I think I would have been like, Nope, I'm out. Peace. Like, I got kids. I got other things. Like there's so many reasons to not take a step forward. But when you know it's from God, you get to this point where you're like, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be disobedient, flat out disobedient. If I don't at least take this next step, because maybe if I, if I just do this one step, then maybe I'll learn. Oh yes. You know, maybe, maybe God will close the door, whatever. But if you're feeling listeners, if you are feeling that in your heart of something that you just know you are supposed to do or say something or be part of something and you don't, man, I just got to say, watch out because God is going to keep you up at night because I did that. I couldn't sleep for a long time because this whole concept kept was just on my heart. And the things that I battled were, well, what if I fail? Everybody's going to see me fail everyone's going to know I'm trying something. You can't just hide. You can't hide and, you know, like behind your computer when it's just a one person. When you have a team, when you know it's something that you're going to need help, you risk vulnerability of what if people don't want to help me? What if I can't raise the money for it? Um, What if people don't like it? Mm. What if I can't sustain this? What Like those are the ongoing questions. Like what if I fall on my face? And then, I got to this point where I had to think, but what if I don't, Hmm. what do I really have to lose a little bit of pride? Is that so wrong? You know, like pride is, (laughs) I, I, what are we clinging to, you know, self-preservation or are we truly going to live a life of faith and step out into the things that maybe we're not even totally sure, but we think God is calling us to. What do we have to lose? What's the worst thing that could happen? Those are the things that I had to talk myself through. And I got to this point where I was like, you know what? I don't want to look back on my life and wonder what if, what if I would have just done that? What if I would have just done that next thing to take it one step further and see what God would do. And so it was a long process. And finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to try it. And it started as a little thing at my church, like I had mentioned. And I, I asked my women's director, I was like, so I have this idea. I don't know. What do you think? And I was fully expecting the team to be like, no, I don't think that's something, you know, whatever. Oh, but she was like, sure. <laughs> and I was kind of disappointed to be honest. Cause I was, I, I was looking for an out. If I, if I'm going to be totally real, I was scared of the amount of work that it was going to take um, and failure. So 
one thing led to another though. And I raised the funds to cover that first little issue, that trial thing. And uh, I got an enthusiastic team to surround me. And I realized, oh, this is kind of like, this is happening. Like, this is kind of fun. And the more I was involved with it, the further we got down the line with it, something in my heart came alive, McKelty, something that I hadn't, it was like, I felt like God was aligning all of my past experiences to this moment in different ways and things that I didn't even realize I had learned from in previous work experiences or my education or whatever. It was like all coming together at this unexpected journey, unexpected way and no idea. And so, um, we, it, it didn't come without negative feedback from a few people. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's just any time that you step out, you, you put yourself into a place of vulnerability and that's just the truth. Yeah. But it comes down to um, who are you going to listen to? Do the opinions and values of humans matter more than obedience to God? And for me, I had to get to the point where I just need to get over myself. <laughs> I want to honor, <laughs> honestly, I, I wanted to honor God and do what I really felt like he was leading me to do. Um, even if it meant not, ever, not everybody would understand what I was doing. And I think sometimes the hardest the hardest situations that we have to deal with are are sometimes the people who just are kind of on the peripheral that don't always understand, you know, like they, not everybody feels that same burden from the Lord that you do. Not everybody Mm -hmm. has and carries that dream that you do. And so when there are people, you know, that just kind of are looking at the outside, it's, it's, and I think those are the insecurities that we wrestle with within ourselves. Like not everybody's going to get it, but who are you going to choose to serve the people? Or the Lord. Have you heard of the Sisterhood Leadership Retreat? Bridging the Gap believes every woman is a potential leader, and we have designed this retreat to invest in your leadership development. Whether you're an experienced marketplace, ministry, or community leader who is wanting to continue to grow, or you would like to begin developing skills and network as a future leader, this 24-hour event is for you. Mark your calendar and join us on February 10th and 11th at Lake Geneva Christian Center in Alexandria, Minnesota. We'll have main sessions with authors, speaker and business coach Allie Worthington and Waters Worship, multiple workshops with speakers like Portia Allen, Peggy Vogley, Tabitha Perry, and others, networking opportunities, exhibitors, and fun, all to encourage, equip, and empower your leadership potential. Some new options available this year include cozy up north activities like a guided moonlit walk, ice skating, a lakeside bonfire, a morning fireside devotion, and more. You can also sign up to get your headshots updated by a photographer. It's going to be a power-packed, great event that you and your team won't want to miss. Register individually or as a group at mnbtg.org slash slretreat. That's mnbtg.org slash slretreat. We'll see you there. Wow, that was so good. I feel like I have like 10 little sound bites going on in my head of what you just said. (laughs) That is just, I mean, I completely appreciate your honesty and vulnerability in that because everything you said I have experienced I'm sure so many of our listeners are relating in so many ways just to that fear of wanting to step out and the fear of what are other people going to think what if I embarrass myself and you just never know and I think you're a perfect example of that you just never know what could happen and you now are this like nationally recognized woman's magazine and just this phenomenal businesswoman that people look up to and 
just everything you said, I hope just really encourages people that you never know what God has on that other side of your yes. And you never know what he's going to say. Just take those little, little steps and not show you the big picture. Cause you're right. How much of us would be freaked out if we truly saw what we were capable of and what God had in store for us. So isn't that the thing though, McKelty, ugh. because so often uh, maybe I'm just, maybe it's just me. I'm like, Lord, give me my plan, you know, show me exactly what step to take. But I don't know about you. It's just, it's, I only get like that little nudge. I don't, I've Mm -hmm. not ever really gotten that. What's your 10 year plan. And it's okay to have visions and goals, but whew. Yeah, I, I completely, no, I completely agree. I used to be like, God, tell me what you like have in store for me. And he one time said, do you really want that? Like, you really want to see McKelty? And I was like, maybe not actually, that might be too overwhelming, but you know, I really appreciated what you said about just, there's going to be people that are on the outside and maybe they're not giving the best feedback. Maybe they are questioning you, doubting you, becoming more negative. And that can stem from a lot of things. There could be just genuine constructive criticism. There could just be negativity, but there can also be jealousy. And I think, especially in, you know, ministry world or even, as more people are going the entrepreneur, you know, route, there can be sometimes that competition. And so it just, it kind of hurts my heart when I think about how can we be each other's cheerleaders instead of competitors? Because if we have, like, we have this podcast and you have your own podcast, but we're still like, Hey, let's be on each other's podcast, you know, encouraging each other. So I just would love to hear from you of, how can we, instead of being competitors to each other, just be each other's biggest cheerleaders in this world of trying new things and just living in God's calling for ourselves? That's a great question, McKelty. And um, I used to, I'll say this, I used to really, (laughs) who's over it though? Who doesn't deal with this from time to time of comparison Yeah, and thinking, um, oh my God, you know, oh my goodness, look at that. Look at so-and-so they have everything I want. They're getting selected for all the speaking engagements. They're getting selected for all these things. They're getting like all of that. It's easy to, it's easy to sometimes with a certain mindset, focus on the lack instead of understanding that in God's kingdom, there is no competition. In fact, what I firmly believe, and I've seen when one person succeeds, boy, do I, I want to be linked arms with them. For the reason of we get to further God's kingdom together. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I want to do the same for others when we all have our different gifts and abilities. We're not, we don't, we shouldn't necessarily want to be the exact same as somebody else, mm-hmm. because then we're going to try and fit into maybe a lifestyle or something that's not meant for us. And then we're going to miss out on some really awesome things that God has for us, for you, for me, like very uniquely and specifically, I I don't believe that God, um, if God elevates one thing or, you know, someone works really hard for a certain thing and awesome, they get some recognition or something, or it looks on the outside like they've got it made, that does not diminish another person's efforts or work or anything. If I honestly believe, and I've seen this in my life, um, you know, if something happens where maybe I don't, I don't get a certain thing that I'm really hoping for. I have learned in the long run that it's been God's protection because Mm -hmm. I've chosen to believe that hmm, maybe I wasn't ready for something. Maybe God has another thing for me to learn or to grow or to strengthen so that when I do get to a certain place or, you know, certain 
whatever I have in my mind, that could mean a whole bunch of different things relative to our listeners here, right? Maybe I don't have the strength to carry it. And we don't always know what those other people have had to go through to get to where we're at. And then we need to ask, is that a journey that we really want to go on? Because what we can see on other people's Instagrams and other people's like highlight reels, we can only see a tiny little glimpse into the people we see on stage, right? We don't know the personal struggles that they have had to walk through to get to where they're at. We don't know the background. We don't know the spiritual battles that they have fought and ward over to, to have that depth of character, hopefully, right. (laughs) That we put people on pedestals for, I would much rather have a strong character than be like wobbly in a spotlight somewhere. McKelty. I, if, if God is not in it, I don't want it. That's Mm -hmm. the point because it's not, um, safety is in the presence of the Lord. Right. And as long as I'm close to God, as long as I'm taking that step in obedience and where he has me at his pace, I just, I don't want to run ahead, um, and force something that is going to lead me into potentially, I don't know, hard places that unnecessarily hard places, I I should say. (laughs) Yeah. And I really think that it is completely the enemy's tactic to try and separate us, to try and have us sit in this competition with each other, because it is so powerful to find people that are a couple steps ahead of you and what you want to do. And there can be a lot of insecurity. I know I myself have reached out to you a few times with like, Hey, this is super awkward question, but what do you do about this? Or how do you approach this? And for me, I did get intimidated because it's like, they could sit there on the other end of the phone and be like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, look at her trying to figure it out. You know, it just, (laughs) that's just what goes on in my head. But it's so helpful and beneficial when we do work together and we do ask those questions and we're building each other up and not tearing each other down. Like, oh, that's a dumb question. Or you are, you think you're going to be able to do this? Well, you can't. But finding those people that are ahead of you that you can seek counsel from. Yep. Yeah. And I think it, it goes back to, well, how should the body of Christ function? You know, we're supposed to edify one another, speak truth. And I just believe in, I want to, I want to be to other people what I wish I had at times, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've had a few great people pouring it into my life, but you also said it like, uh, maybe even mentorship from a distance in some ways, like learning from other people or the people that you are comfortable or have like connections to text or go out to coffee with. That is so valuable because I'm, I'm so grateful for the people who have poured into me throughout the years in different ways. And it's, it's not even like I have some, I don't really have a person who's like, Oh, I want to be exactly like that magazine publisher. Like, but I have different people who are great at business speaking into my life. I have people who I really admire for their relationship with the Lord speaking into my life. I have, I have different people that fit these different you know, ways. So if you're listeners, if you're thinking like, well, I don't even know who that would be, you know, like find the, Find people who are modeling excellence in different areas that you admire. I don't know that there has to be like, oh, that's my one mentor out there. There's so many people that we can learn from. And um, honestly, sometimes they just want to be asked as well. And (laughs) No, absolutely. That's great advice for people who really are struggling with like, what do I do? Who do I go to? And just trying to figure out what their next steps are. And speaking of next steps, I think for people 
sometimes, especially, especially women that are like, okay, I want to start my own business. I'm going to run my own business. You know, you mentioned it before when it was your initial insecurities and doubts. You're like, I have kids. I have, you know, this, I have a family I'm taking care of. I, you start to think in your mind about finances. Like, how am I going to do all this? And the topic you hear probably the most on is like, okay, that work-life balance. How do I start my business? How do I move forward in what God has for me? and still do all of this. And I think that's a huge roadblock for women in stepping out in faith is we think of the logistics. And I'm just wondering if you could share a little bit of what this has looked like for you and how have you found balance and most importantly, boundaries (laughs) and putting that where you need to be so you can be a businesswoman, you can be a mom and a wife, et cetera. Great question, McKelty. And I'll start out by saying this, the Truly Co as you see it today wasn't all at once. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I, um, I look at the word balance, maybe slightly differently. Yes. I'm always a mother and yes, I'm also a business owner and, you know, like women's ministry person, but it's not all like juggling at this. I I like to look at more Mm -hmm. as a wheel to be totally Mm -hmm. honest because you're all these things all together at one time, but you're not always like in ministry mode, right? So it's, I kind of, I personally operate by, well, okay, what are my must do things? And it kind of like rotates forward and whatever the priority is at that moment kind of, kind of takes the lead. But community is a major, major aspect of this in my life. Um, So when I very first started this, I didn't have a whole lot of like, I didn't have the podcast. I didn't. Have, so it was like little bite-sized pieces. And as I mentioned before, it's like the Lord gave me more margin and more space. Um, when I took steps of faith, just forward, it, it kind of, I kind of grew into the role in some way. I don't know how else to explain it, but God gave me the grace to do what I needed to do in that season. And it was, it very well could have been like, Oh, I ain't got the time for this. I'm not doing that Lord. But it's Mm -hmm. like God provided exactly what I needed because I really felt like I was called to that. And I feel like Mm -hmm. when I took that step of active faith, that's when God supplied the need. That's when he met me. And so um, support system is huge. I'm not going to lie. I could not do what I'm doing without the help of my mom. Mm -hmm. I have young kids. And so I believe that my mom (laughs) is going to get so much credit. She's as much a part of the Truly Co and the team here in an indirect way as anything, because she has helped with, with childcare at times, you know, I've got meetings or she, she helped by watching my kids, um, a couple days a week so that I could have some like dedicated focus work time. And so also a lot of evenings, like when the kids go to bed, I I do a lot of, I sometimes did a lot of work at night or whatever. It actually works. My husband is an introvert and he, (laughs) he gives us, we figured it out and everybody's situation is unique and everybody's, you know, it's not going to be a cookie cutter formula for everybody, but I do think it involves asking the Lord, Lord, show me, where do I have the time? If if you're calling me to this Lord, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to reveal to me what you are calling me to do. Um, who you're maybe entrusting my kid, who I need to entrust my kids to for a certain amount of hours a week so that I can do this because that's okay. And I have wrestled a lot 
about, I mean, we let's just be real. There is a thing called mom guilt. There is a yeah. thing, but yeah. I do think in our culture, we maybe have a slightly unhealthy view of what it means to be a good mom. Mm. I, when you're looking back at history, kids watch like along, so they worked alongside it's, I don't think the definition of being a good mom is sitting there fully hundred percent engaged playing blocks on the floor all day long. I mean, that's great. And if that is your thrill in life, wonderful. And if that is exactly what you think God has called you to do right now, God bless you. That's amazing. But I do think, especially for women who are geared more towards, um, who have a little more, a a lot of drive in them towards maybe passionate for different avenues and things, there is nothing wrong with that. And I've had to wrestle through so much of that. And I have a business mentor and a business coach in my life. And I've wrestled through some of this with her. And I, I said, you know, I don't, I don't always feel like I get to be like the other moms. You know, I see these other moms always going out, meeting at parks and going to do these different things and having these play dates all day, every day. And they have such a close bond. And like, I'm kind of sad that I miss out on, on some of that. And she goes, yeah, that's a choice though. And she said that, um, what I am modeling to my kids, they are going to thank me for down the line. Mm -hmm. And it's, like modeling what it takes to do hard work, what modeling what it takes to build something and have them come along on the journey. They get to see all the things. They get to see what it takes that teaches them something, even if we're not like on the floor showing them the ins and outs all day long, we're building something for the long haul together. And my family is just as much as part of that. My husband is as much a part of that. Um, my kids, all that. And so I try and find little ways to weave them in and out when I can. And even if it's been fulfilling orders, I've had my daughter help me stuff envelopes. I've had her, you know, I teach her little things as I can. And it looks different in different seasons for Mm -hmm. um, age groups and what they can handle and comprehend. But now both of my children are in school. And so this is um, a whole different season that I'm entering into. And so again, I'm trusting that God is in charge and directing of the time, because I want to be a good steward of the time that I do have. I don't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. Right. So with, so back to balance, honestly, I think it's, it's stewarding the time according to what God has. And you know, you know, what sometimes your kids need more priority. Sometimes there's an, I don't want to miss a big event in my kid's life, right? Like things like that, or time with my husband, but it's just stewarding and making the time in my day to get the things done that I know need to get done to, to move it forward because I know that's what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was absolutely beautiful. And I think completely touches on so many of the things that do stop us as moms. You know, I've experienced the mom guilt hardcore from, you know, even (laughs) things people have said, (laughs) you know, about my busy schedule or just, you know, the feeling when your kid cries, when you do leave them with grandma or wherever, and you have to go, like it is there. And I just think you said that perfectly of also looking at seasons and like, you know what, this is the season right now, but now you look at truly co and look how much help you have. I'm sure it's a lot more than when you started, there's a little bit more you get to delegate. So with seasons, just it changes and you do just have to be like, what is the need now? What is my presence now? And I think one of the hard things too is, is the boundary aspect of having to decide what you can commit to and what you can't commit to. And I'm just curious, you know, what is your encouragement in that area too of, 
how we as women can be putting up healthy boundaries with others, maybe, or ourselves with like, you know what, I'm reserving my mornings for Jesus. And sure, there's a meeting I could schedule, it works best for everyone else. But for me, that's my Jesus time. You know, what does that look like for you? Mm, You know, it's evolved and, and shifted a little bit as according to different seasons. Right. But, um, the thing when I've been, when I've thrived the most in my schedule is kind of when I know I have structured my day and putting God first with the way that my brain is wired. I'm a go, go, go focus, nail things down, plow forward kind of gal in the Kelty. Like I, (laughs) that's just how I am. Um, my, when I, I'm at my best. I start out my mornings reading my Bible, doing some kind of um, just seeking God. I One thing I symbolically do in my life is I hold my hands open and I say, Lord, oh, I, I just give you the freedom to release what I need to release. And I have my hands open to receive what you want to give me today. So God, be my provider. Give me what I need today, whether that's people who come and go because transitions real, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, whatever I need for my family, my personal life. I, I just spend time praying and reading the Bible, even if it's for 30 minutes, some days are more intense than others. Right. But I, I, everything, I really, really believe that truly would not exist. Truly co would not exist. And in, in if it wasn't for just God's guidance and the Holy spirit and prayer, prayer is the most best thing that anybody could ever do. Um, it's not a passive thing. It's God is working behind the scenes when we can't see, like God has opened up doors for me and, uh, provided opportunities and carried me through really tough seasons that man, if I obviously wouldn't be doing this, if God wasn't in it, like Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So prayer and scripture reading is that's when I'm at my healthiest, when um, mentally and emotionally is when I do those things first and boundaries. Um, I've had to, stru- I had to, I've had to learn time structure, McKelty. <laughs> I have, I have gotten really good at budgeting my time, knowing the yeah, learning. It's a learning curve, learning how much time different things and activities take. Sometimes you don't know until you dive in, but honestly, I think it's stewarding our time well and honoring God with that and budgeting time. So certain days I have blocked off for family activities. Like, um, and granted, right now I'm entering into even a new season that I have to relearn some of this because I just started a seminary program. And so now, in addition to truly stuff, I have school for myself. And it's <laughs> a learning curve because, you know, I'm back in writing paper mode and research and studying. And so to be honest right now, I am relearning all of this. And if you're somebody who's listening, you're like, gosh, I don't know what to do. My life feels like absolute chaos. Some really great advice that I just got from somebody, um, my business mentor, she said, don't put pressure on yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just observe yourself, Hmm. observe what you're doing with your time, observe how much time things are taking for these different avenues. And don't be hard on yourself. Because listeners, if you're like, I can be really hard on myself. I feel like maybe achievers are wired that way of, of, you know, having goals and wanting to crush them and just wanting to do really well and things and, and honestly in serving God. But, um, I'm in this season of observation again. Like, I I feel like I'm going back to, okay, what are my new boundaries going to be in this time? Mm -hmm. Because I know what it takes to do my work for truly. What does it look like now in this new season? So I'm observing 
And from there, I'm going to um, make a plan of, of what it takes to do this. So, because it is also a really practical thing, right? Boundaries can yeah. feel so like fluffy and out there. No, <laughs> I'm putting a boundary, but it actually, when rubber, when it comes down to it, it's just implementing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that involves saying no to things that you want to do, because that's just a yes to one thing is a no to another. And sometimes it just comes down to making tough choices as well. And yeah. you got to do it though. Yeah. I really love that advice of just maybe just sit and observe, you know, and observe yourself. That's really, really good advice. But everything you said today, Lindsay, it was just so encouraging and helpful. And I just hope that the listeners today really take those sound bites. I know I've got a lot that are in my brain right now and journal, write them down so you don't forget them and just take those next practical steps and figuring out what your goals are or where your boundaries are, or any of the things we talked about today. But Lindsay, how can people get connected with you and Truly Co? What is the best way to reach you? Yeah. Okay. So we have our, on Instagram, we are the Truly Co, one word, the Truly Co. Uh, we have a Facebook community. It's called the Truly Co community group, I think. <laughs> if you just type it in, on, I don't know. It's kind of a long, obnoxious phrase. Um <laughs> And then our website, thetrulyco.com, we, especially on Instagram, are fairly active there. We love to just encourage people. We love to interact. We love to hear from our um, other people who are, who love the Lord, who love creativity and who are passionate about just cheerleading other women. And um, that's what we want to be. We just, we want to be this collective because that's what the truly co is. The co is not company. It's collective. We are a group of women who want to pursue the truth of God and lift one another up and focus on, um, God's goodness and his faithfulness and sharing our stories. So find us on those platforms. Uh, Would love to get to know you guys there. And then you can also learn, hey, if you're listening and you're like, maybe I want to write or, hey, I'm a creative. Maybe I want to join the photography team or something like that. Those are the places you want to go to find more information about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's the perfect time right now to check it all out, because like you said, you have another um, you have another edition that is releasing in October. So it's the perfect time to go on there. You can subscribe to the magazines, which is great. So you won't miss it. Um, And it's just, yeah, prime time to get to net connected. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on here. It was a treat as always. (laughs) Thank you so much, McKelty. I just love bridging the gap. And I want to speak a word over you though, McKelty, because your voice on here is just so powerful. And the work that you and the bridging the gap team are doing is it's just wonderful. And you too, um, we've talked about, I'm passionate about creativity and excellence, and you are somebody who operates in excellence. So thank you, McKelty. Thank you, Angie, and the whole bridging the gap team for having me today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bridging the Gap podcast. We were honored to hear from Lindsay May on prioritizing your season for a win. Learn more about Lindsay and check out her podcast and magazine at thetrulyco.com or by following The Truly Co. on social media. You can also learn more about Bridging the Gap at mnbtg.org by downloading the Bridging the Gap app through your app store or by following mnbtg on social media. We also invite you to rate and review this podcast to help others find this resource as well. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to being with you next time on the Bridging the Gap podcast.